Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Spotlight. I'm your host, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm happy to be here on this special episode. I am joined by uh, Yardley. How you doing, Yardley? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Excited to talk a little Star Wars with you. Yes, and uh, again, once again, back-to-back, uh, -back, uh, joined by Lauren. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? from Black Nerd Swag. That's right. Black nerd swag. Yes. Um, so real quick, uh, we'll start off with you, Yardley. Just give us a little background on who you are real quick. Oh, well, um, to a lot of people who have been listening to your shows for a while, they recognize me as um, kind of your tag team partner on a lot of uh, indie radio shows. You know, I've still been around uh for the most part, uh, as far as podcasting goes, I've been focusing on the Creeping It Real podcast with Christy and Moni. And, you know, we get into a little pop culture and, you know, horror and true crime. Um, but for the most part, as of late, it's been about it as far as podcasting goes. But um, thanks for the invite. And you know what? I look forward to the topic. You know, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but um yeah, I was I was about to go on a Star Wars little rant there, but I know we'll have plenty of time to do that. That's what's up. That's for that's for sure. Uh, and Lauren, uh, I know you've been on the uh, you were just on the program, but give us a little background on the who you are and Black Nerd Swag. Hey, how you doing? I am the creator and owner of Black Nerd Swag. Like you said before, we were on his podcast. So you make sure you go check the last one spotlight. Um, we are used to be a, a subscription box company where we focus on uh, black nerds, all the things we're doing, all the things that we like. And uh, so now we're getting into bringing the Black Nerd Swag Box back next year in 2020, as well as having a virtual pop culture summits um, that we're currently about to have one or be that's going to be released um, this coming week on Friday. So make sure you go check it out by going to our Black Nerd Swag uh, Facebook page and start talking to our messenger bot because we send all the notifications about that opening time to get it through email. So make sure you talk to the bot, give it your email so that we can uh, alert you when it's released. All right. I love it. I love it. We're using a little AI. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty dope. All right, so let's talk about it. So this show is going to be mainly about a a preview of Star Wars Episode Nine, And it's also going to be, we're going to talk about the Star Wars property altogether. Now, I can remember, um, Yardley was on the show we did in, I guess, what was it, 2014 when um, Force Awakens came out? Something like that, 2015, 14? Yeah, I think it was me, you, and Chris. We did a preview show before it came out. And we were all excited. We were, you know, looking forward to, okay, now, you know, Star Wars is going to grow up and J.J. Abrams is going to bring it into the new century. And we were all excited. The movie comes out. And I think for the most part, everybody was happy with it. Uh, you know, the, the biggest criticism was that it was a rehash of A New Hope. But I think for the most part, most people was pretty, pretty happy with uh, the first film. And then Rogue One came out. Rogue One came out. And for the most part, most people were like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. You know, Rogue One was good. You know, yeah. it was a good film. And then, so then we did a pre-show for um, episode eight, The Last Jedi. 
And I don't know if y'all remember. I know y'all do. The the hype before The Last Jedi was big because the great Ryan Johnson was directing. And remember, it was coming out that all the word was that this was going to be the best Star Wars film ever. And it was going to subvert all expectations and all of that. I don't know if you remember. Remember, it was already great before it came out. Remember, Yardley? Like, it was already, everybody (laughs) was saying, oh, this is going to be it. And then the movie came out. And I would say of the diehard Star Wars fans, yeah, y'all can correct me if you're wrong. So we're going to start in the past first. I would say diehard Star Wars fans, I would say 40% probably liked the movie. About 40 What's up, Donald? I see Donald in the chat room and Andre. I would say about 40%. Would y'all agree with that? Or would you say it's higher or lower? You were saying that, what was the percentage again? I would say about 40% like- of diehard Star Wars fans probably liked that movie. Uh, no, I, I I don't know. I would I would probably say I would probably say it was around down the middle because most people would basically have to make their judgments. If you're making your judgment based off of social media, mm-hmm. the overall <laughs> oh, then it's like ten percent if that. Yeah, it, it's very large. So yeah, I would maybe maybe forty five percent or something like For, that. About forty five percent. Would you say that's fair, Lauren? Yeah, I'll I'll go with that because it it really does depend. Like if you're living all in social media world versus you're living in both worlds of the real world, people's kind of opinions or thoughts on that, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. It depends on where you live. Like some people only live on on Twitter and you know Facebook or YouTube was big because a lot of people, a lot of uh, folks who were putting out Star Wars videos since since you know the Clone Wars or whatever versus people who started because the movies were coming out and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it depends on what platforms you live on or if you also live in the real world and like go to the conventions and talk to people. But I'll, I'll stick around 45-ish percent myself then. I would yeah, say- and Another thing mm-hmm. is like with, with YouTube, you get more hits if you're right. negative. Yeah. negative you know, right. So, uh, I, I don't so, think so it was as bad as people said it was. Like, it's not a great movie, but like, I just think like Force Awakens was more rewatchable, I think, than uh, Last Jedi. Like I could watch yeah, Force Awakens I, again. Yeah, and and the fervor also with the Force Awakens, there was like a long hiatus, right? You know what I'm saying yeah. from Star Wars. So at this point, we were getting like one a year. It was like when that train was starting to go. But when we did that show about the Force Awakens, the I think the enthusiasm, a lot of it was basically based off of us trying to see what they were going to do right with the new characters and i think the only complaint that i had going in to a force awakens was as much as you know like luke skywalker princess leia han solo that that's like my star wars and as much as i love those characters i knew that when you put them on the screen with the new people they're going to suck all the energy out of the room right and it's going to take away from what i thought was going to be kind of a new beginning from Star Wars. So instead of passing the torch, it, we we can see going into the third movie, it's a lot of people kind of still sticking around and they're going to have their presence. It's kind of Star Warsy for people to kind of stick around in some capacity, but I think my 
my excitement for that was just more so I was hoping that they would lean on the new talent and give them very interesting stories to move forward. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I didn't, I didn't hate the last Jedi. Um, there were some things that I thought were pretty good about the last Jedi. I thought, you know, I know a lot of people crit- criticize the opening of it. I thought the opening was, was good. I liked that the beginning of it. Like I was saying to Lauren, it felt, the only thing is it felt kind of like a Battlestar Galactica episode. Yeah. That was the, the one thing. And, um, you know, there were some things that Ryan Johnson did that was kind of jacked up. Like he didn't really follow with the first film. If you're going to establish with the first film, you can't just throw it out the window. So, you know, so, okay. So that movie had, it made tons of money, but it was a huge financial hit, but then it set up the stage for the first star Wars flop, which was solo. That was, you know, I mean, we can all agree that was a huge flop. You know, that film, it was a flop as far as it wasn't a great movie. And then also it didn't make any money. And now we're here going into episode nine with a lot of question marks. And my question, and I'll start off with, I'll start off with uh, Yardley. What is it? Do you feel like, to me, it feels like this is a moment where they got to get it right for the future of the, I mean, they have to get it right for the future going forward. Um, how much weight do you put in this film and its importance for the overall property? Well, I think like The Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams is going to play it safe and stick and try to stick the landing playing it safe. I right. mean, what is safer than having three movies and then at the end of the day, you're wheelbarrowing out somebody who should be dead to be the main <laughs> villain when going in. We were thinking that characters like Kylo Ren or Snoke, you know, right. we're kind of thinking that, I guess, especially Kylo would be kind of be, you know, taking the reins as the main person. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the fact that you're recycling Palpatine, because going in for me, I think that that's my biggest thing is like, you know, how, how are you bringing back, back, Palpatine, you, you know what I mean? So I, I just, you know, based on what we saw from Return of the Jedi, I just find it, you know, I'm like, well, that's all I want to know. It's not necessarily how they're going to treat, you know, other certain characters. Everything that I hope for is, is about the Palpatine thing. So I just think that he's just going to play it safe. He's going to stick the landing. I think all of the characters that we started this story off with, as far as Finn, Poe Dameron, and Daisy Ridley, I think all of them are going to make it out. You know, alive, I think they'll be okay. But um, I don't see them doing anything else really outside of the box. I kind of feel like they're going to follow the template of kind of like he did with The Force Awakens of kind of rounding out the story, maybe in a similar way to to a last, I mean, to the um, Return. Uh, Return of the Jedi. I think we're basically going to see an updated version of Return of the Jedi in this movie. Mm. What about you, Lauren? Uh, what do you how do you feel like the importance of getting it right, you know, going forward? I mean, Star Wars is not going to go away, but mm-hmm. I feel like this film really is like huge as far as where it's going in the future. Um, well, what's happening with this film is they're pretty much ending the Skywalker line. So everything with Leia, that's what they're attempting to do because we're, you know, you're forgetting the fact that one of the characters who died, you know, right. the actress died and, 
apparently they had already plans for how the third movie was supposed to wrap up relatively nicely. But when she died, it was like, oh, shit, what do we want to do? So it was a lot of, um, from what I understand from various sources, a lot of like, what are we going to do? We want to do this right because this is a beloved character, beloved person. And the Star Wars fan base is very uh, vocal, (laughs) especially about that character. So, I mean, I was at Star Wars Celebration and not the last one, the one before, mm. um, just after she died. And the kind of stuff that went on, people cried. Grown men really? were crying when her montage went on. They did a whole montage and everything, whether her daughter was there. People who don't, you know, Harrison Ford, who doesn't <laughs> want to, you know, you know his, his feelings on Star Wars was there. People showed up who normally would not have showed up. And they were there really to pay an honor to her. And it was a, like you couldn't get into the conference hall. I mean, you couldn't get into the hall. Like the ent- I was on the show floor because I couldn't get into the conference hall, and they had these huge screens set up, and everything on that floor stopped, stopped when her montage came on because they didn't know that they were going to do that. And so, like when you have an actor die, and then basically the script, a lot of the things that they're talking about in terms of Palpatine. If you were into Legends, apparently Palpatine comes back and clones and all kinds of shit happens anyway, and in terms of whether Luke's storyline and what happens to Palpatine, a lot of there were ideas that it seems very similar, if not taken from George anyway, that he had if he were to continue Star Wars. So a lot of stuff that kind of people complain about is shit that technically they took that they said they weren't going to use, and they're actually bringing back like, okay, this is what we're going to do now, and all this stuff. So the Palpatine coming back, if you're into Legends, he comes back in Legends and clones and shit like that and different stories. Um, the stuff that happens with some of the characters is very similar to what was in Legends, plus what George had voiced that, hey, if I were to do this, this kind of how is how I would wrap it up, where Luke is, what he thinks about himself. That was a lot of George's kind of pre-ideas back way back when. So a lot of stuff that people may not be happy with is shit that he actually said or was already somewhere in Legends about. So there is a group of Star Wars fans who are really into Legends, who read all the books and like the clone of this one, that's why everyone thought Rey is the clone of Palpatine. Because mm. there's a storyline where it's something similar to that happens. And they sort of kind of sort, okay, well, this is what's happening. So some people are, are excited to see Palpatine because they're kind of thinking, oh, this is more legends. This is what we kind of were fans of in the first place because we didn't like the first film. So now this third film, if we're sticking with the franchise to see what happens, oh, shit, they're taking stuff from legends and putting it in there. It's kind of like that kind of vibe or the excitement of what's um, going to happen. But this film is really a wrap-up film with ending the Star Wars saga in terms of the main characters that, you know, you people knew and loved. So, you know, having Leia being featured, having Han being featured, having Luke, it's just, um, so all the old characters that we're seeing, we're seeing Lando. This might be the last time we ever see Lando in the film. For, right. for real, for real. Because this is supposed to be the wrap-up. And possibly, because they planned out Star Wars for another 10, 20 years or some, something like that movie-wise, um, it's going to be featuring, this is when the mantle is really passed. So it's not really happening in the first two movies. You're getting like the intro. Here's the buildup. And now we're ending one storyline for these folks and these other folks you get. If we get the next few movies, it's going to be, and we're talking about this sort of line, it's going to be with them. They're the new people. So they took three movies because they had to wrap up the old folks and then establish these new people for the, the future movies. That's a, that's what they're attempting um, to so, do with the last one. So, so will we see Ray? Are you saying we might see Ray and Finn in future movies? 
Yeah. Really? So I they, didn't see. I didn't know that. Well, that's what they're like. They that's what they're attempting to do because um, mm-hmm. the way things were, it's like okay, if we're going to do this again, we're going to establish newer, younger actors because we want hopefully lifespan. But mm-hmm. the older actors, we're going to have them in it, and they're going to be passing the torch between these three movies. So if Carrie Fisher hadn't died, it was going to turn out very differently. But she died before. You know, when she died, they hadn't even finished for the rest of the 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 re-edits for uh, The Last Jedi. Right. So yeah. it kind of, like, everybody's like, oh, shit, so now we're cutting this way and doing this, and we never get that. Because the last movie, there was a scene in Last Jedi where he hesi- Kylo Ren hesitates. He can't shoot his mother. He knows she's there. They feel each other in the Force, and he can't do it. Somebody else does it. There's a, there was supposed to be a scene between those two. And of course, she died before any of that can really happen. Isn't that funny though? Like he hesitates. He hesitates to shoot his mother, but he has no problem uh, stabbing his daddy to death. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I know it was like, well, okay. So it looks like on screen he has no problem, but actually, if I read the books, so in the books. All that shit comes back to haunt him. Like he hesitates. He's all this. He's a problem. He looked but pretty course, happy after he killed his daddy. <laughs> oh, he was. He's not happy. Like if you read the book version of the movie, uh-huh. then you see kind of what happens but with him. The, the with only that. pain he was in was when uh, when um, Chewbacca shot him. <laughs> he actually needed that pain in order to, 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 to attempt right. to fight because darkness right. fights on pain and shit like that. So I think um, that um, you know. Actually, at that point in the movie, when Kylo hesitates and then, you know, the other, you know, fighters swoop in and, you know, we get that shot of, you know, the um, the front of the ship blowing up and then we see the, you know, the startled look on Princess Leia's face and then she gets stuck, you know, sucked out into space. And for me, I really just for a few seconds, I was like, you know, Ryan Johnson is a genius because he managed to in Princess Leia's storyline and do it in a way that nobody was expecting. Like, you know, everybody's jaw dropped in the theater when she got sucked out of space. And I was like, yes, they're going to do it. They did it. This was a good way. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know what I'm saying? That this guy got, you know, I was like, Ryan Johnson got some heart. He's like, you know what? (laughs) People don't always have, you know, funerals and go out like that. You know what I mean? Right, right. I was just saying, like, you know what I mean? And I would have been able to accept that. Like, I thought it was dope. And then, like, 10 seconds later, my eyes is rolling. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. That you was know, one of the worst scenes. Yeah. But I was, I thought that, I really thought they was going to go there. And they just kind of. I think he wanted like, to. But I, I can understand why you wouldn't do that. And it's along the line of what Lauren was saying. Mm-hmm. You, that, it was know, she's such a stupid. They were to have a face-to-face and then she died. Yeah, like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, she <laughs> She's a she's a beloved character, and I could see how like some people are saying, well, you can't let her go out like that. But then I'm like, man, you know, most of these characters just get stabbed through the heart and fall into a crater, get picked up and thrown down a crater. So those aren't like glorious, really? glorious deaths either. You know, I just you know I'm about to spoil the wire, but do you guys remember if you watch the wire? Remember how Omar died? I mean, come on, you can't yeah, kill a exactly. Brother. That would have been the Omar little moment. <laughs> yeah, Omar just went. Gone. Right, a little Bruh, kid dated him in. So, so yeah, I mean that which was a, a great scene. But um, okay, so I know this ain't the wire podcast. So um, all right, so all right, episode nine. There's a lot of masters that need to be served for this film to to be completed and for people to feel like they got their money's worth, right? So 
I'm going to list some things and, you know, I want to kind of get an idea of how important you think it is um, that they, they deal with. Okay. So I think the, one of the things that came out of the first film, which when I say first film, I'm referring to um, um, Force Awakens is um, the whole Knights of Ren, uh, which it seemed like, you know, that was going to be like this big thing in episode eight and Ryan Johnson decided to um, ignore it. Um, I don't know. I haven't been following everything. So you guys probably know better than me. Uh, I imagine that's going to be a thing in this movie, right? I mean, maybe. I don't think that if people, I think if people are setting themselves up to believe that they're going to be some big part of it, I think it's going to be, they'll have a a moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're going to be throughout the whole movie. I think there's going to be a point in the movie where they're going to get dusted. Right. I mean, uh, is it important to you, you Lauren, to to have some insight about it? Because in that first film, you know, it set it up pretty nicely. About who? The Knights of Ren. Oh, Knights of Ren? Okay, so I'm going to draw a little bit from the canon books and, and crap the little things we've gotten. to the Because unless you read the books, I'm, I'm going to do my best on this one. But um, the Knights of Ren are kind of... I think they're going to... I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a little bit more than they just get dusted off because at least because it's not Ryan doing the movie, right. but it's Jay doing the movie. So mm-hmm. if Ryan was doing this movie, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so to be honest with you, but um, since it is Jay doing the movie and he spent all, I mean, they spent a lot of time. If you got the book, the art of Star Wars, they spent a shit ton of time right. on the Knights of Ren because they were they really they basically represent another faction of the dark side right okay um because you know the sith are gone as of right now but they expect you know but the, they're supposed to a number uh, represent another group that's coming and developing and it's supposed to be if it's built up to be a big thing but when you look at how they were making a movie at that time it was a big thing right so the second movie didn't do it and it was like oh shit now i think they're going to come back at least i think they'll at least get five or six minutes of screen time um at mm-hmm. least that um but at least in the books, in terms of, of canon, um, the mentions of other groups, you have people who are Vader fans, and they were going around trying to collect all kinds of Sith artifacts. Right, I like um, that aspect of the Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, they, they were actually groups out there doing that. Um, one of Pal- Palpatine's kind of uh, uh, ministers or right-hand man in terms of, he's a scientist who's also into Sith religion and stuff like that. He leads another group, um, something beyond uh i forget the first name of it but something beyond and they go around looking for stiff artifacts when they find them they start trying to put them on like masks from dead sith lords from like a thousand two thousand years ago and shit and then they started whatever was in that mask that person it's like it leaves an imprint of them if they're that powerful of a dark side user and so when they put it on they start changing and shit and like killing people and like random crazy shit happens so if they bring more of that aspect into it, which is what they were attempting to do, which probably would explain why the Knights of Ren are wearing the stuff they're wearing, it might be just old armor from like dead Sith Lords and acolytes and shit, for so, all we know. Okay. Which would be cool to fucking see if that's what happens, but I think they'll get at least five minutes of it to kind of say, hey, we're just confirming what... So it's just a little tease. A little tease. Yeah, I think we'll get... We'll get I think if there's a, there's another movie after this, then we'll see a lot more of Oh, I see. I never thought about it like that. Possibly going forward. Okay. Yeah, it's more uh, like 
they're here, so there's a reference. So when you see this other shit that starts to happen, because there's two things. There's the next movie, if we most likely we get it, with is Ray and Finn, and you see whatever that goes to. And then there's other movies like we want a Sith Academy, either a Sith Academy movie or TV show, or another movie that focuses more on kind of dark side users of the Force. But if we have no reference to other shit, for a lot of the majority of people, they won't understand it. Mm, okay. So, some, I mean, but the second movie did what it did, so it kind of took a lot of that out of there. So now the third movie kind of has to remember this. This is right. important. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I don't think they're important at all. I just think they've got too many different doors to close, and I, I don't think that they're going to spend that yeah, much time. I, I'm for, that. Yeah, and I, and I was really interested in that aspect. Let me ask... Let me ask a dumb question. I want to see more force users. We only get, we always get to see like one force user here, one here. I, we want to see more shit. <laughs> right. Let, let me ask this question. It might be a dumb question, but um, are we done with Snoke? Uh, are, is there going to be anything with Snoke going okay. forward? Or uh, uh, yeah, because it just seems like um, he, he was okay. a wasted character. You know what it is, Snoke. Remember DJ in the Last Jedi? How he was the big con man? Right. Snoke is technically a kind man who has force powers. Right. Um, what essentially happened, and this is coming from the books. If you don't read the books, you won't know this background. But what essentially happened in Chuck Wendig's uh, Aftermath trilogy, at the last book, the remnants of what's left of the Empire, there was um, a contingency plan that Palpatine put in place. Like, hey, if for some reason I get killed, all this shit has to happen. So what he did was had he had all these folks go around, all these different whatever was left mm-hmm. in his contingency plan, go to all these planets, like destroy records, move people to certain places, and all kinds of shit was going down. But at the end of that book, the last aftermath book, this is the birth of the First Order. The first person who leads the First Order is a black Admiral, mm-hmm. uh, Admiral Sloan, mm-hmm. who we don't talk about much. I, ho- I was hoping to see her in the movie, but yeah. Um, which she she's the first leader of the first order. They go into uncharted space. So this is where Thrawn and all that shit lit from, you know, shit comes in important. Uncharted space. It's hard to navigate out there. It's, it's not mapped. There's no way to navigate. So what winds up happening is the fleet that's left of the first, of the Empire, they get lost out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a problem. They can't find their way back. They don't know where the fuck they're going. They're running out of full uh, fuel and food. Snoke finds them out there because he's already out there. Mm-hmm. So we don't get all the, we don't realize that Snoke is a con man and you see him get killed, but the book that's going to, I think there's supposed to be some other stuff that's going to be released on Snoke will reveal like who he actually was mm-hmm. and shit like that. But he knew about the Empire, he knew about Palpatine, but he's a force using man who was basically a con man. He figured if I help them and I got force powers, I can be like the big man like Palpatine was, but his, you know, he wasn't a Sith. He was a basically a a, a con man who had uh, dark side powers. <laughs> so, are we gonna? But are we gonna get him? though anything about him in this next movie? Or we might hear his turn- name mentioned a couple of times, but really that page like, turn. Yeah. But, but that's it. He's the con. He's the DJ of the of the Star Wars universe at this point. Okay. All right. So, really, it was about this. Is really about the origins of Kylo Ren as the big bad. Yeah, because he is the big bag. Like his, like if Ray is going on a hero's journey, mm-hmm. Kylo Ren is making the opposite journey. He's going to be the next Palpatine. That's what he wants to be. That's what he's trying to be. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, he's not that good at certain things. Like his, 
thing. He's going to trying to be enforced. Like he's throwing Hux around and shit. Hux is looking ridiculous, mm -hmm. but you don't know how dangerous Hux actually is. If you read the book Phasma and you read the Aftermaths, you see that Hux is nobody to fuck with. Like yeah, he's the he's, guy uh, who was planning his father was a big, Yeah, his father is a was a big baddie or whatever, right? Yeah, but Hux is the guy like. He's the Game of Thrones type of guy. He's like the little finger, like, okay, you fucking me up. All right. I know I can't physically beat you, but I'll have your food poison. I'll have this shit. Like he's that guy. Right. That's the shit he winds up doing. So yeah, that, I, I always see the, that this TV, shit is going to be a problem. He's kind of a joke in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh um you already stepped away. So I'm gonna ask you this question. Okay. Um cool. you know, shipping is a big thing when it comes to uh oh, these things. And I think a lot of people thought that Ray and Finn was going to be shipped together and that didn't happen. And then they, then there was this weird thing where they wanted um, uh, Finn po and Poe. Po. Yeah. That, oh God. That was thank because God. two men can't be friends and buddy, buddy. They must be in a, in a homosexual relationship. Right. It was so strange. And I, I heard because that they actually thought about that. I actually, well, this is the thing. Uh, and this is the thing. And this is the shit that'll get us in trouble. This is, <laughs> this is, and this is that. I was like, there's demographics of people who want to who want to see that. And historically, yeah, you understand why they really want to see that because they're not really represented in movie medium in major movies like Disney, where hey, there's two guys who are together and they love you know whatever jump. They don't really see that. You get hints of shit now and like now for, move forward to 2018 all the way up to now and beyond. But we haven't really seen two men in a Disney film where they're saying, hey, I love you and all that other shit. Meanwhile, there are gay Star Wars characters, but you have to read the books to find out that they're gay or in relationship or the comics. There's, there's a few of them. So when people see this buddy-buddiness, you have a community of folks in the LGBT community, shout out to them, that they really want to see something like that for the first time, very blatant. Even though in this scenario, it's really not that. Right. at all it's right. really they're they're becoming really good friends it's more like a bromance kind of thing because with finn finn had that kind of relationship with the stormtrooper that gets killed that's his friend slip right like it's that kind of relationship it's like he's a replacement for for, for slip the friend that got killed in the first movie right but well, you know people really want to certain people really want to see it because they've never seen themselves in a, a kid's film where it's very blatant that this is what it is so they're making, you know, more of it. But hey, they're playing into it because it's giving them PR. So well, well, that's not what I was going with this though. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh Yard I see Yardley's back. So in the last movie, they put kind of Rose and Finn together. And yeah. I know a lot of people didn't like the Rose character. I didn't care for her character um much either. So Oh, she's better in the movie than she is in the canon books. But that's a whole nother story. Right. So, um, do you do you guys see that uh, in this third film? We'll start off with you, Yardley. Um, are we going to see any shipping at all with uh, either Finn with anybody? We'll say that. Uh, uh, gosh. Well, I don't know because I think that this one takes place like a year later mm -hmm. than than the last one. I don't know if they're going to do that, but when you're looking at the promotional materials and how the movie's being promoted and you're looking at the, the toys and the packaging and the posters, it seems to be that Finn and I can't remember what the name of the, the, the new black lady. The, uh, yeah. Is it Jana or something or. I, oh, the, oh, the I, I can't remember. I've heard from her. Does she exist? 
Yeah. Anyone know her name in the comments? Please. Well, I can't remember the sister. I can't remember what her name is, but it seems like they're promoting them as pretty much maybe being a little bit more of a team. Seems oh, like Rose okay. is kind of pushed to the side, at least promotional wise, because I haven't we haven't seen anything in the promotions of her and Finn being in a shot together. It's always him and the um. Is she even in the fucking third movie, young lady? So, I, you know, Rose I is. Know. Yeah, I've seen her on um. Oh, I seen I her. Seen she was with, with the sister. Saw... Her and the sister was in a group together during a press run, and they were oh. talking. You know, um, and the guy used his time to talk about the whole stuff about her getting bullied. On, I'm like, dude, oh, what do you? Do? Then that I'm, was like I'm, three I'm years ago. <laughs> like, you know, and I could see her rolling her eyes. Like, really, dude? You're gonna? You only hit like five. That minutes. was three years ago. Like everyone's on. I think she has a, accounts back or whatever the fuck was going on. Right. Um. Well, a lot of that was Lucasfilm's Disney fault because they don't know how to fucking manage shit. But that's a whole other story. Um. Okay. So Rose really does. She fangirls off of Finn in the books. It's very fucking apparent. Um. So like I said, the movie version of her is a lot better than the shit that happens in the books where her over Finn. It's it's you know, but she really likes Finn. Um, it's one sided. That Finn, yeah, it's kind of one sided. He's like, because mm, you know, Finn kind of is looking a little bit more towards um, Ray, right? And Ray friend zoned her, friend zoned. Yeah, her. yeah. Ray is friend zoning him, and he seems like he'd be a little bit more interested in in, in Ray based mm-hmm. on what has been happening. Because anything, sh- any shit happens to Ray, he's always Ray. Running yeah, Ray. Right. Oh, God, Remember he, that whole thing in, in the last Jedi, that shit that he made up was to get back to her. Right. <laughs> he's so I mean Yeah, he's it's pretty sad guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, the things that custodians will do for love. <laughs> oh wow. Don't get me started on being the uh the the sanitation worker of the for, of the, uh, of the empire. Or whatever. He's the new buffoon of Star Wars. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Don't get me started on that. But um so okay so right, so, so we talked we got a, we mentioned shipping we t- we mentioned snoke we mentioned um the, the knights of ren um also what do you want to see from what do you want to see from um um uh kylo ren in this episode uh or this this movie um Yardley, we'll start off with you i mean like do you buy his heel, his complete heel turn in episode eight? And do you want to see, do you want to see him completely ruthless? You know, do you want to see him get some kind of redemption at the end? Like, what is it that Yardley, we'll start off with you, that you want to see from his character going forward? In this well, movie? I don't buy completely the heel turn in the last movie because Palpatine's back, so we know that he's not going to be a top dog on that front. I mean, I I think that he's going to be a bad guy for a certain amount of time, and I think that he's going whether or not he lives or not. I can't call it. I, if I'm just basing it on Star Wars, I think he probably will die at some point, but he'll probably die at some point. You know, helping our main character Ray kind of accomplished the big thing but uh the specter of palpatine instantly reduces Kylo ren's role to me as far as like being the big thing at the end because all eyes are on palpatine but i do think that i mean that that it's star wars he has to come back around it's going to be the same (laughs) parallel you you know what i mean so i'm not really i'm not really doubting that there'll be some aspects of that that we've seen before 
Right. And I think we're just going to, you know, you know what I mean? Like I said, it's going to, it's the safe, you know, it's the safe thing to do. You know what I mean? And it's the Star Wars thing to do, you know, that whole, the, the redemption thing, or, you know, I mean, that's just part of the fabric of what Star Wars is. And I don't think they're going to, especially the way that J.J. Abrams has been talking about paying homage, I don't think they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, swing a left on that. Mm. What about you, Lauren? What do you want to see from Ren in this next Ren? And could you ever oh, forgive mm-hmm. Kylo for the crimes he's committed? Personally, can I can, can I conv- convict him for it? No, can you can you forgive him? For it? Can I forgive him? I'm a storyteller. I like watching stories. So wherever the story goes, that's what the story goes. Like I'm not the fan of. Oh my god, I can't forgive him. Like I'm not into that. Like mm-hmm. I fucking write stories, so I'm like I'm, I'm watching. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm watching it as an adult, looking at the shit. I'm like, okay, however they go, they go, but. Hey um, Lauren, let, let me ask you a question. This is for you and Ken. To me, I think it's ridiculous. If people can't, if people can forgive Darth Vader for all the shit, <laughs> considering, there's considering. no way in hell just because he killed Han Solo, he's irredeemable. <laughs> I keep hearing that. I'm like, are y'all? He killed the younglings, crazy? right? He did a lot of. Like, evil oh, evil. What Vader did. like yeah. let's even yeah. if you just watched the fucking movie, he tortured <laughs> his fucking daughter. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, like the whole first he, movie when he caught her, he tortured her. He did all yeah, kinds of shit to her. This like, guy is like co-signing. Talk about the shit that he He's, was doing to her and how she I couldn't mean, figure figure out this man was my father. He tortured me. It's a whole. If you read the book, you see what the you know He's a typical. <laughs> he's a typical dead. He's a typical deadbeat dad that doesn't. That only does right right before he dies. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. I mean, because you know, I think you well, I mean that, that's just my take of it. Like I said, if Vader's redeemable, like Kylo Ren hasn't done anything compared to you know what I'm saying, Darth Vader. Darth Vader, he really hasn't. If you even if you look at all of the shit that we know Vader has done from canon shit to to movies. He's nothing compared to his grandfather in terms of shit. Right. Okay. Yeah, nothing from all the movies up to when he dies to all the comic books where he's doing horrendous shit to all the books where you see him doing horrendous shit to everybody on the current canon to the books even after he's dead for kids when he went to... Vader went to planets and tortured people and enslaved people for the Empire so they can get the planet's resources. Like, that's canon shit. Like one of the guys who doesn't like Leia, who finds out that Dark Vader is her father. Part of the reason why he does the shit to Leia is because of Dark Vader enslaved his planet, enslaved his father. Like he remembers seeing Vader torture people and force choke people, trying you know to get them to work faster and shit. Like Vader was a you know a, a piece of work, and you know we forgave him. You know the, the story forgave him. You know you know and all that other stuff. But um, in terms of what I'm going to see for Kylo. Um, is he going to be more emo than 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 normal? Because <laughs> this is the most like, you know, I, I think Adam Driver does a good job of playing something very wrong with him type of person. You you <laughs> you you know what? Before he took his helmet off in the Force Awakens, he was like the baddest dude. And the minute he took that helmet off, he was like, like a sixteen year old who's right in a man's body. <laughs> He's like, this was a tough guy. Hey, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> It's like this is the tough guy that we were, you know. But but I think that's what makes his character uh, compelling, though. I think that that uh, aspect of him, because it's like we haven't seen any villain like that, you know, before. You know, that has at least we, you know, that side of him. So I think that's what's uh, pretty yeah, interesting. Like, I, I yeah, so it's like a very different thing because he's the 
he's the wannabe. Right. He wants to be great. He he thinks he's entitled to all this shit because he's royalty and he's Vader's grandson and he has force powers and 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 technically the way I mean eventually I think we'll get more on his time with Luke, but Luke was thinking was was like you're the next generation. I'm passing the torch to you, kind of shit that was supposed to happen. But um, like he's entitled to all this shit, and then he thinks he should be the man. He's and then Snoke, remember the great con man. You have to think of him as a con man, right? right, right. The great con man is souping this motherfucker up. He's like, yes, you're the greatest. You're gonna be next. That's what he does. So when he chastises him, oh, you're disappointing your grandfather, kind of bullshit. I mean, he literally takes the helmet and talks to the fucking helmet. And right. shit. Like he's trying to like he's such a big wannabe. And I think that's cool to have a character like that where you, you get to kind of see that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Because you see him with the mask when we first meet him, it was like, oh shit. And then you then he takes it off and he's acting, you see what's happening, you see him being downgraded and berated, and you're like, Oh, okay, now I understand this a bit more. But you know, are we gonna get more emo shit? Because right now he's the head of the first order, the big head, right? That's in his mind. He is, right? Mm-hmm. However, I think there was some there was one guy who I think was playing a first order officer who we don't see. I think we're gonna get more of that. It's not just it's not just enough to say you can sit in a chair and say, Hey, I'm the big man, I'm a I'm a big this, I can force choke you, whatever. I think well, he's gonna see a lot more officers and stuff like that who are older than him. And it's gonna I think it's gonna be an issue. It's one thing when it's Snoke, because mm-hmm. Snoke how to be a leader in his way but we got kylo i'm not sure how much of that you know because he's such he's such a he's just an ego driven power hungry uh brat you know what i loved about uh kylo in the first film he had like the ghetto mask and the ghetto lightsaber <laughs> you know it was kind of going to turn on to yeah that. like he got the, the lightsaber from wish.com it was like kind of <laughs> You know, like <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then they got rid of the mask in the second one, but I it, I see that I it's coming the back. I think still be fucked up because that shit to me was hilarious. The, the, remember, he was trying to press the turn it, and see, it, it the way it acted, act like the shit was going to turn on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it felt like it always looked like it was going to blow up at any time in his hand. I was waiting for that shit to blow up. Like I need that shit to blow up. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be a funny way for him to go out. His shit just malfunctions, and he, you know, he kills himself with his own thing. I know. We're just looking at it like. Mm-hmm. Now, now they keep. I, I wish they didn't put this in the previews, but they keep showing like the final battle. I'm assuming it's the final battle between uh, Ray. Oh, you and mean Finn. the horses? The Ray and Finn battle. The Ray and. I mean, I'm sorry. The Ray and uh, Kylo Ren battle. Yeah, I wish they hadn't done that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think, I don't think that that's. The, I don't think that that's the end. You don't, <laughs> don't think that's think the final battle? battle? No, that's probably. You know, I think. Probably in the what middle. I understand, that's, that's something towards the middle. That's not a final Oh, battle. okay. I, I'm thinking that's like the, the big... All right, well, then I feel better. No, that's just a... Remember that thing when they were doing that fat... No, mm-hmm. It's a power called fast forward or, or flash forward, some shit. That's, mm-hmm. I think, supposed to be a part of what that's supposed to look like. Oh, where okay. they're in different times and planes and shit, and they kind of run into each other. Oh, okay. Well, that's to, good then. I, yeah, they're, they're trying to show... <laughs> A preview of what the hell that's supposed to look like. <laughs> that doesn't seem like well, whatever happens like between those two is going to be a little kind of anticlimactic. Because well, one of the reasons why I feel like the only other way for things to go for Kylo Ren is for at some point for them to to um, team up and do something is just the fact that we up. know he's not going to beat her in a sword fight. Like right. she, she beat him the first time she touched the lightsaber. And she, so she wasn't even trained you know, up. And, yeah. and, and then like nothing really popped in the last one. So we know he's not going to whip her. 
<laughs> so right. if you can't beat them, join them. That, that's one of the things that I think is going to happen. And I think it'll be interesting, but I think the likelihood um, of them probably teaming up because I just don't, I don't see either of those characters being able to beat Palpatine on their own. You know what I mean? Right. Because even, <laughs> I mean, like the, you thing know. Is, the way they're presenting it is from what we, the stuff that was leaked and stuff that was, that I understand is that he's playing both of them mm. during the movie. Like when you do, he's calling the both of them and he's trying to play both of them. So he's doing that. Like Palpatine's biggest superpower is his, planning and manipulation techniques. He's like the master of that shit. So I think it's more about him using both of them and manipulating them. And then, you know, Palpatine likes to see people battle and shit. He likes to mm -hmm. see, he likes to make people run around and make you believe and make you run around. And then he likes to put you against each other and, and battle and see who's stronger. Like that, to see that, that, Feed, that feeds his energy shit <laughs> you know and literally i hear that this movie has a lot of flashbacks too which is something that we don't yeah. see a lot we haven't seen really in star wars except for the flashback in episode eight i believe yeah. that might have been the first flashback we ever got in star wars was the flashback where he, in the tent when um luke yeah. comes to but I, so they, i hear from what i hear that there's gonna be a lot of flashbacks in this in this film uh, a lot of it of luke so I don't know how true that is, but that'll be that'll be really different for a Star Wars film. Uh, a bunch of flashbacks. Well, they got to give us some. I mean, based on what happened in the second movie, we we need some more context for what the fuck's being said, mm. and the fact that we have we're they're going to show at least one new force power, which I think was the Flash. I forgot what's called like Flash Forward, some shit like that, where people we have the ability to kind of go in time and space and shit like that, which is established in some other Star Wars media as canon some kind of weird power that's going to happen. But if you can't go back and like, you don't see what Luke had said or what it leaves us without context. So then the movie really falls apart. The shit is happening. We're not like, what the fuck, you know, how did this, why is this relevant? And where did this come from? So I think, I mean, I think this is a movie they can't do without flashbacks considering how the second one went. If the second one went a little differently, we probably wouldn't need a lot of the context that they, they're going to have to put in there, you know, especially since a lot of people do not read the other books and shit that I do mm -hmm. to understand, oh, I understand where this is coming from. So I think this is a movie where, oh, we have to put these things in or else the shit doesn't work. Plus, in order to have Carrie Fish in it, we might find out in this movie that by the time we get a year later that she's already dead. Because mm. that was a, they were trying to play with it. They didn't want to do a hologram. What they want to do is use old footage. So there's a possibility that we go into this movie and you know, we find out that Leia's already died and, like, Ray has to remember stuff that Leia said, so that's part of the thing. Mm -hmm. That might be the, because that was a big discussion if they were going to do it that way, and I think that was a big consideration, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, Flash Black, to give us context is great. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave out one thing that uh, probably we should talk about, but I don't, I'm going to just be honest, I don't want to talk about it, is Ray's parentage. Uh, so, if, oh, if we, when we do a, when we do a review of of the movie then we can go into that but um i don't want to belabor about ray's parentage uh that well, whole thing but, <laughs> but um now people said the solo film had no merit to it because we didn't really get much information from it right but i i say that we did get a very important factoid that may play a huge part in um episode nine we learned that um, Lando um, 
enjoys the the sexual company of robots. So my question to you guys is, <laughs> will Orlando, since we know he's going to be in episode nine, will he have a robot lover uh, <laughs> in this movie? Uh, do you think that that will be happening? No. Nah, man. Because he's no. remember he's fluid. Uh, <laughs> he's very fluid. Yeah, I don't. No, nah, I mean I. That was like I program you. We we doing we. I mean I, the way I looked at that situation was that that was his space spot versus when he's on planet. Mm -hmm. He's probably getting some real whatever feels good stuff versus all right. I'm on the fucking shit with you and I'm horny. This is you know I'm gonna get <laughs> mine's off one way or another. Shit. Were you, yeah, like, uh, that's what it seemed like to me because uh, she, you know, that's what you like. Like, if you have the ability to buy a sex spot, you're like, all right, I only fuck with you when I got nobody else, but when I'm out there in them streets and I got, you know, real flesh to flesh contact, then you know, later for you, you could be in the closet. Oh, okay, just a bit, yeah, that, yeah, that was so a, bizarre. She's a sex toy. It's a sex toy you turn on and then you put in the closet, only she can cook your dinner. Now, now is he going to be a cameo or is he going to be in the movie? Well, he's flying the plane, so I think he's going to be, he's more than a cameo. Because originally, they were talking about doing pos. Well, there was, like, people thought that we were going to see Lando again at a funeral because we never, Han never had a funeral. Right. There was no funeral for Han. And we've had a funeral for Vader and some other folks. Week, um, we but we might see, he might come into it for, you know, I think it's going to be more than that. I think it's going to be more than a minute. I think he has a good maybe four minutes on screen. I think. Well, that's good because uh, he he definitely needed to be in in the film because uh, you know he he's in pretty good shape. You know, um, this is the last go around, baby. This is the last go around. So yeah, you know, let's... yeah, he should be sitting back somewhere drinking a Coke Forty Five. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so uh, let me ask this question: Do you think that this film is going to uh, box office wise be up there with? Uh, Last Jedi and Force Awakens. You think it's going to be a billion dollar movie? Yes. Without but, a doubt. They're going to make it. If they can make Captain Marvel be a billion dollar movie, even with all the evidence that people wasn't really in them theater seats, then this one automatically will. And besides, they have a much like the Star Wars fan base might bitch, but they also buy tickets. They'll buy, they'll, and that's the kind of thing they know. Mm -hmm. Star Wars people will buy all the fucking tickets. They will see the movie multiple fucking times. And all that, even if they fucking hate the shit and will bitch of it on all the, the media. So Solo so, was their only protest film? Yeah, Solo was the protest film. Okay, so it won't be this. What about you, Yardley? Yeah, Rogue One made over a billion dollars. It's actually one of the top 32 grossing movies. Yeah, yeah it was a huge hit. Do you, do yeah, you think, I think this was a protest film. Do you think <laughs> episode <laughs> 9 is going to be a billion dollar film? Yeah, the... Uh... Well, I know that The Last Jedi, it did crack a billion dollars, but it made less than, of course, The Force Awakens, which was highly anticipated against a long hiatus. I do think that this one is going to cross a billion, but it wouldn't surprise me if it made less than The Last Jedi, but crossed a billion. I don't think, I think that this is a movie that I think that the people who hated The Last Jedi, I don't think that they're going to be repeat viewers. No. Okay. Let me, let me ask this question. Now, this is a, as a side note. Um, Force Ghost. We can see that Force Ghost in the okay. last episode. Um, I keep calling them episodes, or they are episodes, but um, are the last film uh, can, you know, manifest things, right? Like uh, it was a right Straight lightning and all that. Apparently, maybe Force Ghost can manifest uh, getting someone pregnant because if you've seen, I saw the episode first episode of The Mandalorian. 
And was Yoda going around planting seeds? Uh, because uh, did you see the first episode of Mandalorian? Yeah, I saw a little episodes of Mandalorian. I know okay. what you're talking about. Um, no, because you're assuming that that's uh, maybe Yoda's kid and then I, there's the other one, Yaddle's kid. And not necessarily. I've only seen the first episode, so I can't born, tell. Beyond oh, okay, that, that kid was born like after Yoda's death. Right. So maybe his force goes. Not necessarily, because we don't know they're just stationary period, because we don't know if they're live births or eggs. Like That could have been an egg sitting around for, and it takes like 80 years for it to hatch. And then now we're at the hatching period, because we don't know anything about the species. Well, I don't know. In my fantasy world, in my fantasy world, Yoda's going around <laughs> like, making well, babies like, you know. after well, death. Well, we do know that that baby Yoda thing is 50. So it's 50 years old. <laughs> oh, wow. I no, I mean, it is. They said it in the show. It's 50. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 50 years so old. Do you, so do you guys like Baby Yoda? Do you like that they went there? It's cute. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool, but I'm still ready. Like, you know, okay, so what? Why? Tell me why. Like, what, what is the? Where is this going? You know, I'm, well, I'm watching like, the episodes, there. and they're already uh, filming. Uh, they're almost done filming, or halfway done filming season two. That's what. That's no. what storytelling's about. No, no, yeah. no, no, no spoilers because I've only seen the first episode. Okay, but, so um, but um, I liked what I saw. Um, I love Pedro Pascal, who's you know you guys know him from Game of Thrones and Narcos and all of that stuff. And um, so, and I like the vibe of it. His face. Huh? I said, I'm just glad we don't see his face. Oh, so you never see his face? Yeah, he can't. The way this lore is going, he cannot. If he takes off the helmet, then he can no longer be a Mandalorian. Oh. Um, but I just don't think he's a handsome man. So I just am glad I don't have to see his face. <laughs> wow. Well, I think it's funny. Thing. Well, you know how we hear about how that, like, it, like on that show, uh, this really isn't spoiling, but it's like kind of like how they're like on the run and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's a new thing, you know. After you know, after the things that we saw in some of the canon, um, yeah. you know, TV shows, I, I don't. Maybe they've gone back to a more ancient way of like not taking the helmet off because we saw all through Clone Wars that they were taking their head, yeah, their helmets and, off. And, and, so and, uh, and so that's a new. The same thing too. They took their helmets off. Um, so this is a whole new, more hardcore. Wing apparently of uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, like I think what's being established is that well, Mandalore. We, the stuff that we find out, especially in Rebels, is that Mandalore is not just the planet; it's the moons, and it's all these different people. And that there's there, and they have like you could be a Mandalorian, and they can adopt you. There's a whole other shit that goes to it. And the helmet thing might be because they have a lower cast of people, and they're more hardcore because Mandalorian is a warrior culture. Mm-hmm. So this might be. I, they keep hinting that something possibly happened on Mandalore that caused a lot of the Mandalorians that were left to leave, and maybe they really have to hide their identity because some some crazy shit happened that we haven't seen on screen yet. On uh, any in any, that's what it seems to me that something did happen, and like because I think they mentioned the Great Scourge. I think something else happened on Mandalore, and a lot of the Mandalorians got displaced again. And they're like, you know what? If people see our face, it's going to be a problem. So we're going to keep this on. Let me ask a stupid question. Why does he not have a jetpack? Because he hasn't. He's a. Okay, so this is what, what was established. He was adopted into a Mandalorian culture. So he's mm-hmm. not a, a born Mandalorian. And the stuff you see him with the armor getting replaced and stuff like that, he has. It's like a knight. 
he's has to earn his jetpack. He, you just don't get it. Oh, so he's gonna eventually get a jetpack. Yeah. So all the stuff we're seeing, like when he so Bobo Fett was like OG. You know, add more shit to him. So Bobo Fett was like he was OG, triple OG. Well, Bobo Fett technically is, is not a Mandalorian. He's a clone. So he just took his father's shit and put it on. Oh, okay. He was see. never considered a Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Dang, see, it's confusing. But yeah, uh, he never went to the cultural <laughs> shit. Like, there's a whole cultural thing. Like, the, like Sabine in Rebels, mm-hmm. she's from a house and highly regarded. Mm-hmm. And then the Empire took over. So that's one thing with her. But she says with her uniform, when it's like, hey, you need to change this. She said, no, I'm not going to do that. And she went into the whole Mandalorian, why you wouldn't do these things. So it's the same thing with him. Only I think he's from a lower caste, and because he was adopted versus born into, mm-hmm. he also has to earn every piece of armor and upgrades. It's not just given to you. So he's like, I got to get that. Well, you'll see. I got to get that jetpack. That means he has to earn it. He has to do things. Oh, they to they mentioned it. it on the show about the jetpack. Yeah, yeah, okay. they do. Oh, cool. Um. Uh. Now we, me, and Yardley have talked about this, and uh, we, you know, we're gonna close out pretty soon, but. Me and Yarley talked about this. Uh, Dave Filoni, who um, we know him from, you know, all of his work on the animated series. Um, uh, he is, you know, a, a major part of the series. I, he, I believe he directed the first episode and he yeah. wrote and directed the fifth episode. And he's part of the writing staff. Yeah. But John yeah. Favaro is the main person. And um, it's also part of the story group. Right, the story group, and uh, more people wanted him part of the movies. The uh, yeah, yeah, but um, he is part of this. Um, uh, are you guys uh happy that um, that he's a part of this series? Do you think that makes a huge difference as far as the quality? Well, I mean, there have definitely been better directors than him on there, but I think he's done a decent job with the opportunities that he's gotten, and it's actually, I mean these are great opportunities for him because it's just going to expand the things that he's done. Cause his, his directorial debut, I think was the first episode mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. last one. Um, and I just think that he's doing a good job. The more things that he can do and the more experience it, it gives him. He's a young bit too. He's only like 45 yeah. you know, in the future. Yeah. But I mean, as much as I like Dave Filoni and I'm a, I'm a big, you know, say I'm a big fan of his, um, you know, I actually, after I did some thinking about it, because you know how people always want to kind of launch him in a Kathleen Kennedy spot. But mm-hmm. I think the reality is, if you know what the executive producer does and you know what Dave Filoni does, the last thing you want is for him to take over for Kathleen Kennedy, because all of the things that we like him for, he won't be doing as much of in that position. So um, he's got a lot more. Um, he, he's got a lot of goodwill. He's got a lot more going for him. But I mean, just selfishly for me, I just think that he's probably better served being more on the creative side than him. Yeah, you know what I mean? I just don't think that he's ready for that. And quite frankly, I just think that he's more needed doing the things that he's doing now. Yeah, he's a very young guy. He's like 45. So uh, and he's so accomplished. So, you know, at this point in his life. So I agree. I think he's uh, there are people who are suited more of the creative shit. He's the guy suited for more of the creative shit than more of the business stuff. I think I don't think he can handle like Kathleen Kelly gets a lot of shit, but when you actually see who she's worked with and the shit that she's do that she's done, because a lot of people don't really know her background. And oh, her I know history. her background very yeah. well. Oh, well, yeah. you do, but most of these people yeah. watching this shit don't. So and a lot of Star Wars fans and you know, lover or hater, oh she's like you really don't understand that's not an easy fucking role to do and the people she's had to deal with, you have to manage the money, all this other shit. 
she has her own fucking boss which she has to answer to and then you have to round up creatives and get the fucking creatives to do what you need them to fucking do with mm -hmm. as limited problems that's not fucking easy because i have to do that shit and that shit ain't easy mm -hmm. um so i admire her for for that i actually ran into her the last star wars convention i was i actually saw her, so i thought it was very has some interesting insights on my my view of her but I rather him stay on the creative side. I like. I, I'm glad that he's finally gotten a chance to direct a live action, and you know he seems to be doing a pretty good job at that. He's a guy who, uh, who really knows the the canon and, and what's happening, what's going to happen, and how to navigate stuff. And I think he's a good storyteller. So I don't want to see him as an executive producer. I rather him grow more as a creator and working in live action and and also you know and that kind of thing. I mean, so I agree with Yardley on that. I rather see him develop more in that role than switch over to I'm going to be the business guy because the being the business guy also means you have to be the fucking bad guy sometimes too mm -hmm. or a lot of times <laughs> yeah that's true okay so um as we uh about to close out um the film comes out December 20th uh I don't know it, it seems like this rollout is weird um oh you're not the only one who noticed how weird this shit is yeah like I don't know like what to think of it. It, it. it just seems like a weird rollout. And cause we're only 12 days away from it. And it doesn't seem like, I don't know, man. No movie's coming out to me. Huh? It doesn't feel like a movie is coming out in 12 days. Right. It feels like it, like it feels like it's pushing back or something. I don't know. I know it's not. <laughs> you know what it seems like? It kind of seems like kind of the way that I felt going from, going into the final season of game of thrones as exciting as i excited as i was that i was going to get a resolution to it there was also half of me was like i'm just ready for this to be over mm -hmm. you, you know what i mean like it's just like i'm just ready for it to be over and then you know see what comes next next years down the road but I, I don't watch a lot of like network tv so i don't know what the advertising has well, been that's the problem very considering little. that we're in 2019 still the way they've been fucking PR in this movie yeah. has been fucking horrible. You have to be following it, right? Like, like on like on social media, you have to follow them to like see it in your feed. Mm -hmm. But I don't really fans. Lauren, I don't have you. Do you watch network TV? Are they promoting it on? I mean, I watch TV? like sporting events and stuff, and I mean, I see commercials here and there. Luke says it, maybe it's a secret. Hilarious. Um, like um. <laughs> <laughs> like uh i haven't really you know and then the actors i mean they've been on some stuff but you know uh it's just it seems kind of strange uh, they did their um they did their uh what do you call it the uh the junkets and stuff and the, that was weird it just had a weird feel to it and then i mean a fin uh john bago yeah i'm the one who leaked the script bitch they fired the last motherfucker who did that shit right i hate that too I'm like yeah yeah, and then you know, yes, yeah, I don't know, man. But I mean, we'll you know, we'll see. Uh, but it, it doesn't like the way that they're kind of rolling it out. It doesn't feel like uh, it doesn't feel like it's got a big like it should be the biggest film of the year. Uh, I'm trying to think of what came out. Oh, wait a minute, I forgot. Uh, Endgame came out. Did it come out this year? Yeah, that uh, was this year. Yeah, it, it's not yeah. on top Endgame, but I mean, yeah, it should be like right there, you know. Uh, I, I'm not even hearing about sold out ticket theaters and shit. And I'm and I'm usually you hear about shit like that. I'm yeah. not that like the things that I would look to see 
and I've seen like MCU rollouts and follow that. And we talked a little bit about that mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm not seeing it. It's like they're marketing it in the wrong that they're, they're marketing it like it's we're in 1997 versus we're in 2019. Right, right. That's what it feels like to me. And I'm like, we're not even on those mediums anymore. That's not where the talk is coming from, unless you even when you follow John Boyega and he's posting his little things, like I'm not fucking really interested in that shit. Like <laughs> fucking live stream, be on a radio show. What, what did I say? I said we have the first Star Wars movie in which you have three black fucking characters that are not fucking aliens in the fucking movie. We got old oh, school yeah. Rando, we got you know Finn, and we got whatever that black lady's name is who we don't even know who the fuck she is or what the fuck she does. Like we forgot about that chick. How uh-huh. like sister girl? I guess you in the movie for two minutes. And Lupita, right? It's gonna be in it too, right? I mean, but as a creature, though. Or not a fucking alien. No, I'm just saying though. Like <laughs> I'm just saying, Lupita is gonna be in there too. Okay, you know? so four people. If you right. counting her, counting her as an alien, but people in terms of in flesh and blood, we can see they're black. All right, right. Have four of them. I'm sorry, we have three of them. Four, if you're including, uh, you know, Maz Kanata as Lupita and all that stuff, who might be in the movie for like a minute. <laughs> right, I hated her last scene in the eight. That was so stupid. Yeah, I think she might be in there for two minutes. I don't think she's going to be like a big ongoing character, big part of the movie. I don't think so. But three folks, at least, who in flesh we can see them. There's no doubt. And I haven't seen one press junket PR shit for any of the of the of the nerd radio shows, the black nerd radio shows. No. I haven't seen people. Who are who who are blurred, whatever they are, mm-hmm. do interview runs with them, and they've been doing interviews with other fucking movies that are not fucking sci-fi or fiction and other shit. I'm not seeing any of that. Right. I don't even think I've seen Black Tree. Like I don't know I'm what's going on. I mean, maybe they just haven't released it yet, but I I don't recall Black Tree even. No, yeah. and they usually get everybody, so I don't yeah. know. We'll see. We'll we'll see uh, what's what's going to happen. I it it does. It feels like it, I mean it's gonna do well, but it doesn't feel like it's like it doesn't feel like it's gonna be what it could be or should be. After like, shit, yeah, after force, <laughs> like and, and one question though: Do you think they should have spaced them out, the movies out more, uh, longer? Yeah, because what? How long was it? It was Force Awakens, and then what? A uh, a year went by, like the only two years. Year? Yeah, I think it was it two years. It was a one or two year delay. Yeah, it was like because then the next year came out uh Rogue One, then the following year it was uh oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it wasn't even six months between Last Jedi and Solo. So yeah, well, so it's Solo, been a year and I a half it's now. It's been a year and a half since Solo. I think Solo might have been better had they not all the fuck shit that they had going on behind the scenes, and they just said, you know what, we're gonna wait to get this movie. Maybe Solo would have been a, a lot better because if they had more time to do shit. I think because there are people who are supposed to be in that shit who I think would have made it better or a different script shit. It was just a whole lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But we got what we got. But in terms of The Last Jedi, had it been two years later, mm-hmm. would it be a different movie? Mm-hmm. I think that's the big question. If we had, if we made the, if they made us wait four years, because it seems like at one point they were trying to do the MCU schedule shit where like every year there's a movie. This mo- The major movie comes, then a minor character movie comes out. Or who's going to be in a major? Who's in a major big Avengers film? And then another one comes out. It looks like they were trying to imitate the MCU movie schedule. Right. Me. That was. A, I didn't think that. I never thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I thought that was. I was the, like, you know what? I wait three years and I get this shit right. Then the next year, here's this movie. Then here's this movie because then you don't have enough time to fix shit. Or mm-hmm. if something like a character dies, 
Now we have more time to figure this shit out and do it right. 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 I don't know. Maybe they thought some of these actors, old actors are old. They didn't have time, you know. I don't know. I think they thought these people were going to live fucking forever. As if people wasn't doing drugs when they were doing <laughs> drugs rehab and shit. Look, <laughs> look, Mark Hamill does look like he's on meth. <laughs> so... <laughs> he does he looks he looks pretty high every time I see him so don't put black nurse wagon that shit and and real real quick before we say goodbye Mark Hamill you gotta love him he really he's at a point in his life where he's just he don't care and if you ever hear interviews with him um where he's just talking about how he feels about everything it's hilarious you know so um I, I really they have like this compilation of him talking about, you know, the issues that he had with, you know, the, the films and all of that. And it's it's pretty funny if you haven't seen it. So but I've been in, um a couple of Comic Cons ago. I went live Mark Hamill and stuff. I went and bought tickets. I was sitting up front. It was pretty cool. He's pretty cool to watch in person and, and stuff in person. But he is he's at that point, like who does he give a shit? He's he got his check. What they gonna do? He don't give a shit. It's like Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford took some wild shit. You catch him at the right Man, time. Harrison Ford didn't crash five planes. He does not care. Look, Harrison Ford's crashed more than Han Solo. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So I'm, I'm going to start off with uh, you, Lauren. How can people get you on social media and all that good stuff? And what should be, what should be on the lookout for with you? All right, so uh, this coming week, we will be releasing tickets for the Virtual Pop Summit for Black Nerd Swag. Uh, the tickets are $10. In order to get them, you go to the our Facebook page, which is Black Nerd Swag. Talk to our messenger. So send us a message, say, hey, what's up, or something like that. And it will ask you for information like your email address. We need that because that's how we're sending out the information for the tickets. So you can do that this week. You'll be able to get the tickets for $10 because it will be available uh, this coming Friday. So we got, uh, we got, we got Kente's on it. So... Uh, if you want to hear him and I, you know, rap uh, a bit about all kinds of stuff, we got a uh, comic book artist in it. We got some really, we actually got some people who are organizers of cons that are coming up uh, soon. So we got a lot of folks there from the community um, that you can come see and listen to and also support. We're talking about crypto on there. Um, so it's a whole lot of stuff. So if you're interested in that, also, I will be in there too. I'm going to be talking about um, making money as a creative and how to do that in terms of marketing and sales and things like that. Cause I know Kente and a few other people and a lot of other people want to know a bit more about that. So I'll be doing a presentation on that. So if you want more information on that, go to black nurse Wag or Facebook page, say what's up to our bot, answer the questions, please drop your, e your email address in there as well as your number so that we can send you out that information. Plus you can follow us on Twitter Black Nerd Swag at Black Nerd Swag on Twitter and say what's up. Um, we are on there too. But for the ticket information, go to our Facebook page, Black Nerd Swag. Say hello to our messenger bot. Leave your email in there, and you'll be sent out some information shortly. All right. And how can we get you, uh, Yardley? As always on Twitter, you can follow me at militant underscore marker. All right. Thanks. Short and sweet. Uh, you can get me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And of course, the website is IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. Um, we will be back um, 
sometime after the release of uh, episode nine and we'll do a, a review of the of the movie and you know we'll give our thoughts and all of that kind of stuff and we'll we'll, we'll talk about how wonderful i'm sure it is going to be so uh <laughs> was it was that believable uh, but um no no it should be a lot of fun i'm i i, I feel com- comfortable that it'll be a good time so uh but huh this will be time we'll see jj actually end shit that's true because he always starts but he know he doesn't really end but um but he did end felicity so <laughs> remember that so but uh yeah so we'll we'll All catch right. you guys next time peace peace